0: football made simple become great at your craft by finding ways to make it simple for those around you this is the coaching 101 podcast hosted by Find findaway productions with your co-host daniel chamberlain and kenny simpson what's up coaches this is the coaching 101 podcast i'm daniel chamberlain i'm here with Kenny Simpson of Northeast Arkansas Persuasion, one of the legends in Arkansas, been doing it for. Did you hit your twenty years yet, Coach?
1: Um, I don't know if Arkansas. You know, I coached eight years in Alabama
0: before, so I'm I'm twenty total, but I've split my split my years. Awesome. Uh, tonight we are joined by the Union Redhawks quarterback coach, Coach Dub Maddox. Coach, um, I would screw up any introduction I could do for you so I would never sell it good enough so how about you just uh, introduce yourself kind of tell us about your journey your coaching journey and and uh, what you're doing now
2: yeah so I uh, appreciate you guys having me on um, I started coaching in the year 2000 and uh, was hired on as receivers coach at Brooklyner high School largest high school in Oklahoma and coached there for four years and then uh, had a stint in Florida and opened up a new high school down in Southwest Florida and coached receivers and did special teams down there. And then got called back to come back to Oklahoma and and stayed there for 13 years at Jinx High School, uh, powerhouse there, and and was uh, in a good situation. Um, Coached quarterbacks and was offensive coordinator there for a number of years, won won a lot of state championships. And then um, our head coach um, got diagnosed with ALS and retired and uh, took a head coaching job at a small private Christian school for two years. And then got lured back into 6A1, just kind of missed the, the, uh, the bright lights and the, and the pressure-packed uh, situation of the, of the high-level football there in 6A1 and got lured over by our arch-rival, our, our Union, um, when I was at Jinx, which is kind of crazy. So it's like going from you know OSU to OU or OU to Texas. And so uh, got, got offered a great setup with Coach Frederick there, Hall of Fame coach, and um, been there for the last four seasons. And uh, just enjoying learning and growing and, and coaching football. i yeah, yeah, he's not going
1: to say it, Daniel, but he was, I think, one of the pioneers in putting coaching materials out. You know, so I'll say it for you, Coach. I, I've got his books; they're unbelievable. If you guys, whether you throw the ball or don't, I think the way Coach sees the game is really, really cool. Was some of the first books I bought. I'm excited to hear him talk about you know, offensive stuff and QB stuff, but really, really good materials. Coach, I know you have some – they go on Amazon, or where do they go get your books?
2: Yeah, so um, I have a website, r4footballsystem.com. R4 is a system that um, I developed a number of years ago. It started back in 2006 um, with a partner of mine, Darren Slack. I I was heavy into running quarterback camps with him um, for, you know, 14, 15 years. Before COVID hit, you know, COVID kind of put a clamp down on the camp business, and then the market's been kind of saturated with quarterback trainers and whatnot. So, kind of shifted in the last three or four years, and, and having young kids not want to travel as much. But um, Darren was a mentor of mine; um, kind of taught me the ropes. He has a he's a brilliant innovator, and and uh, we we were we had a lot of like mindsets on how we see things and see the game, and so we developed that system, and it's grown extensively over the years, which started out kind of a passing. Um, progression system decision making system for quarterbacks is now we use it for for game planning play calling and, and run game and, and everything offensively so yeah. really good stuff coach really good stuff
0: yeah I, I was introduced to R four system um, I started my coaching journey just a few years ago up at Wyandotte and uh, Dylan Terry is a uh, consumer of your your things so he you know I didn't realize he was using it then because I was too new and just trying to learn football but uh, we've since uh, we've had some conversation about it and it, you know, he loves it. And he, that's a college guy. He he played D D two quarterback and still came out and was like, this is better than what I was getting along the way. So, um, no matter what level you've played at before, it seems like it's at least a supplementary package to whatever you're trying to do as a coach. Well, I think
2: it's a, it provides a good framework to, um, basically distill information. There's just massive amounts of information. You got to, to drill down for young quarterback and and even your coaches too that coach other positions. So, um, I think that's the benefit of it is it's not an offense, it's an operating system. And, and that's why we need, why we created it. That's awesome.
0: Well, that's great stuff, coach, man. We're really glad to have you on. Um, you know, I, I got introduced to those six, a one bright lights this year up at Owasso and you're right, man, that there's, there's something to it. Um, even thinking back over the years at smaller schools the Friday nights just aren't the same. I mean, that's, that's big. My li- my wife laughed because this was, you know, she's been to all the little stadiums I've got, been around and coaching at. And, and she was like, this is, this is college football. This is, this is not high school. So um, it's, there's a lot to it there. So um, I can see why you would get drawn back in Pro- time and time again, really. I mean, if you, once you get that bug, I'm, I'm sure it's hard to step down to a, a smaller level, but. So, man, we're really glad to have you. Uh, Coach Simpson, before we move on here, why don't you tell us how to simplify football for our our staff and our players? Coach, do you want to communicate like a pro and experience the best sideline communication system on the market? Let me introduce you to ProCom headsets. ProCom is the most clear, durable,
2: and reliable system on the market. From our noise-canceling technology to our coach-to-player communications featuring our patented loudmouth, ProCom defeats the competition. Thousands of coaches have made the
0: switch because they have seen, heard, and felt the difference. Let me show you how ProCom headsets will make your game day communications a seamless and efficient process. Go to ProComWelchman.com and reach out to me. That's P-R-O-C-O-M-W-E-L-C-H-M-A-N.com.
1: Coaching 101 Podcast is sponsored by Findaway Productions. Findaway Productions also sponsors FBCoachSimpson.com for all your coaching needs with over 30 coaching materials, books, as well as 50 PowerPoints and videos and smaller materials and the free magazine headsets. Findaway Productions also sponsors OffensiveCoordinatorAcademy.com, All Things Offense, and DefensiveCoordinatorAcademy.com, All Things Defense.
0: This episode is brought to you by Athletic Speed and Movement. At AthleticSpeedMovement.com, we've taken Dell Basquette's 45 years of speed and movement training and put it all in one place just for you. You can get the same training that NFL players have been getting for years, Collegiate players have been getting for years, and now high schools across the nation are paying thousands of dollars to bring Dell in to, to install his system, but we've got it online for you. It's time to help your team become faster, not just in the 40, not just their sprint speed, but between the tackles and their cuts while they're chasing down the quarterback. It's time for you to help them become faster everywhere. Jump over to athleticspeedmovement.com. There's an orange button there. Just click it. It says, uh, get the keys to playing faster. You'll get the three-core movement video from Dell. He's explaining the science behind it all for just the price of your email. Check it out, com. All right, man, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, Question one here, we'll just jump right in, and, and Coach Maddox, we'll, we'll let you start us off. What does a basic install look like for you? I know you know, we're all kind of hitting, we're a couple months away probably from spring ball, but what does your install look like as you start each season?
2: Yeah, you look at it off, you know, the whole offense, or are you just talking passing game at this point? I do <laughs> passing
1: game. Let's keep it passing, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean our passing game, um, we have our base concepts that we install and our install kind of stays consistent every year, but you know, every off season we're always looking ways to refine and improve. So, you know, February, January and February a lot of times we'll look at other people's film and and really take deep dives into all 22 and, and kind of see is there is there things that we could do better, is there things that we're missing. You know, how can we refine our teaching and and so when we pull I come out of February we may add some new things that we'll experiment with in the spring and in, in summer seven on seven. But the other thing, the issue that we run into is, is our talent level changes every year in high school. So, you know, we've got to kind of look at, you know, what do we have coming back? Um, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses? And do we need to kind of go a different direction? Do we need more drop back game, more heavy play action, 12 personnel, or do we have enough talent this year? We can go 10. Um, do we want to be more air raid based. <clears throat> so that kind of is, you know, the thing that we'll talk to as a staff, in terms of core concepts, um, we're always going to um, kind of have, you know, three different categories. We're going to be you know, obviously look at our quick game, our RPO, and then our, our intermediate uh, drop back play action game. And so for me, I'm, I'm big on bootleg concepts. I think bootleg is the best concept in football. Um, you have the fake element, the flow of the run play, and you're flooding a side of the field. And then you got the quarterback run threat. So, again, we're always going to utilize and install – our base boot rules and have different tags and adjustments off that to handle certain edge pressures and movements. So again, I'm huge in in the bootleg concept. Uh, you know, obviously we're gonna start that in spring ball day one. Obviously, we're gonna install base power pass. I mean, these are just the elementary plays you gotta know in football. I mean, it's power pass and boot. Uh, then we're gonna get into, you know, some of our drop back game. Um, obviously with the you know, evolution of RPOs last, you know, 10, 12 years. Um you know, RPO is kind of taking over a lot of guys' quick game. Um, I still have both. Uh, I think it's important to have you know both, and, and you know we can go in deeper later than that if you want to. But um, we do have quick game tags off our RPOs. But I think it's important to have a, a quick game package, you know, on those third mediums uh, that to to move the chains. And so I'm a big with stick concepts. Love stick, uh, high percentage, and uh, especially if you have a good tight end. You know, you just can work those windows. And then the tags off of that are really really effective. So I really love stick. Um, you know, snag or, or is is uh, is kind of used less. I used to be a big snag guy, but um, snag has kind of become less for me because I just don't see a lot of man as much now. If you're seeing man teams, I really love snag. I think it's more tailored to snag, and you can make it fit in zone. But I think you kind of decide, hey, you know, we're gonna, you know, then you got to pick one or the other to at least major in. Um, so you major one, minor the other. So that's how I look at quick game. And then intermediate, that's really based on, <laughs> can your offensive line protect? I mean, you got to look, you know, how much time can you give your quarterback? You know, can can you give him a three-second timeline? Um, if your offensive line can't provide a three-second timeline, you know, I'm not going to be sitting back and, and running a lot of intermediate air raid concepts um, unless my quarterback's, you know, really, really mobile and can get himself out of bad situations. So, you know, if we have a decent offensive line and, and some good skill guys that can push the field and... You know, we'll major in more intermediate. And and my the ones I major in are based on kind of what coverages do I have to beat. So I think it's important to look at your the who, who's the top two or three teams that you have to beat. You know, I mean, who's the top two teams in your district you got to beat, or who's you know the top three teams in your classification you got to beat. I mean, what do they run? Um, you know, are they are they are they cover three based. You know, you're gonna see all the different three rotations and three cloud, three buzz, three strong, three weak, you know, if that's the case, then man, we better have a lot of good three beaters, uh, whether it be, you know, flood concepts four four man floods, um, you know, verticals, vertical switches, whatever the case may be, um, or is it going to be a lot of pattern matching, you know, quarters? Um, I think you got to look at those teams you got to beat and then decide, okay, what concepts are we going to call that we need to use to beat those guys? So that's kind of how I look at my intermediate game every year. I just don't have a Hey, we're going to go four verticals day one. It's, you know, I'm not going to run a lot of four verticals that particular year, if I'm not seeing a lot of cover three style teams. Um, and so I think you've got to kind of analyze it from that perspective. So a lot of factors will fall, you know, will, will you know, dictate kind of what we're going to install intermediate wise. Um, and, and I think you've got to look at your know, arm talent, your quarterback, the skill of your receivers, your offensive line, and then, you know, what, what are teams running that you need to beat? And, and, you know, then you go from there. So, Again, long-winded answer. Uh, I'm big into bl- play action and drop back. Love play action. Love going under center. I'm kind of different than that. A lot of guys, I love getting under center and getting downhill runs and then taking some shots. Um, so, again, we do a lot of, you know, NFL-style play actions that you'll see there. Probably watching right now tonight by the 49ers. So, so I love the, the Shanahan tree. So, anyway. that's you know,
0: I, I appreciate that somebody at our level is keeping that alive because it does seem like of teams out there it's the gun or nothing. Uh, and, and I think it was Kenny and I talked about before, like people can't get under center anymore. Um, and and it's like, you just need whatever it is you're needing to do, take a kneel. You know, we, we freshman ball side, we, we a situation. We were on like the two yard line this year. We just needed to kneel to get to halftime, but we're in the gun. We're five yards behind the line. You know, we're in the end zone. So we just kind of had to obviously just run it out, boot it out and, and get rid of the ball. But um it is, it's a lost talent. So I appreciate seeing guys that are keeping it going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Coach, I, a lot of good stuff there. And I, I do want to get back to RPOs and quicks, Daniel. So make a, I took a note on that, making notes. I'd like to hit that with Coach while we got him on here. Because I think there's some different opinions on that. I'd like to hear coaches. But uh, mm-hmm. what I'd say is, you know, we try to go in basically similar to Coach. You know, I think there's – we look at play action. I look at drop back as the same because uh, for us – I'm more of an RPO guy for quicks mainly because we just don't throw the ball enough to do both. That's why I want to hear what coach kind of has to say about that. But then we do rollout and then we have screens, you know, and generally screens aren't something you really got to spend a ton of time on. We usually will do that during run game install. So I'm going to leave that out, but we'll come in with four to five concepts. And my goal is to narrow it down to two to three. Uh, I don't like carrying a ton of concepts, but I do need to see what our kids good at. And with, all the seven on sevens and the spring ball, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a pretty good idea. Like coach mentioned, what your quarterback's arm talent is. Can you protect him? Can you run these routes? Well, we've really struggled hitting corner routes. I don't know if I don't coach it. Well, we don't throw it. Well, I don't know what it is. So for us, we've not run snag in three, four years, but you know, we're going to break it out again this spring and see if I can coach it better or we can be better at it because that's kind of one of those concepts that I like to run. Uh, so we're going to run in with about four to five concepts in the, what I'd call the drop back game is going to be the biggest change. Like that's the one year to year. If you watch us where we may major in this concept this year, the next year is this concept. We were big in choice this year uh, because that's what we had with that quarterback. He, he was pretty confident with that. We had a really good slot. So we could run a lot of the switches and let him read leverage. And that was our best pass play this year. It may be completely different. It may be stick concept. we, We have a good tight end. You know, it might, it might be what we throw the most. But we're going to try to go in with four to five and go down to two to three, and I'm huge on tags. I think that's the way you make your passing game exotic or flavorful or whatever you want to say. And the coaches is speaking my language there with, with play action. I'm in the gun, but we're, you know, wing tee based So waggle, or like Coach said, was boot. You know, and then power pass, we'd run that off a buck look. But same idea, I think that a lot of times as coaches – We need to run that stuff more. Every single year, we look back at our stats and we say, we should have run more play action. We should have run more play action. We should have run more play action. And I still don't do it. I don't know why. So I'm hoping this year to keep reminding myself to do that. We have some staples in our offense that aren't going to change. Coach kind of alluded to that. Like we have our play actions, the base is probably not going to change, but we may flavor up. But our drop back game will change the most. Uh, Then I want to throw it back to Coach on – RPOs versus quicks. We don't run quicks because we only run RPOs, but I have a way to kill the run and take the throw or the opposite. So really I don't know if I'm really running RPO and quicks, if I'm killing it and checking to one or checking to the other. So I'm kind of curious, you know what, what your thoughts are on that.
2: I um once I love RPOs. Uh, I mean we we do a ton of it. Um I think you get in some of those third down situations and you, you obviously are not going to run the football or maybe you don't think you can get it. Um, and then I like the way we structure our quick game. We're able to still get a full field read on it. And so we don't have to be, you know, we don't, we don't mirror quick game routes. Um, the way our intermediate or excuse me, our quick game structured is, you know, we'll have, you know, quick game concepts to both sides, but when you can teach your quarterback how to manipulate his drop and how to um, delete a side based on certain rotations or, or maybe the mics pushing, um, you can find better space. And so um, I think just the way that we structure our quick game, we can still get a full field read. We can accelerate our footwork to still get to the backside and hit those other routes on time. And so it's, it gets the ball out quick enough where your line doesn't put a lot of stress on your offensive line. So I think that's why I like quick game. I like it also, uh, um, you know, obviously in the red zone and those tight areas when your intermediate, you know, your vertical space is reduced. So, Again, that's why I think that there's there's still an element for it. Um, we're seeing so much teams do a good job of of really uh, taking the RPO, you know, conflict player out of the mix, <clears throat> slinging the fits, and then um, you know taking those indicators away and really clouding up those those sides. And so I think you know when you see that, it kind of basically brings all the the circle of life back to the need for your drop back or your quick game, and so. I think as defenses get more savvy and more uh, creative at, at taking those elements away, there's going to be a bigger need to have that. Yeah, I'd agree. And this
1: the guys that are listening to this, you know, we run a very unique offense, you know, gun T and shotgun wing T, we're not going to see the exotic looks coach is probably going to see. Uh, Cause when he gets back there, it's probably two by two or it's more of a traditional ish maybe spread with a tight end or 20 or whatever it's going to be. I think, if you're in that world, if you're listening to this and you're in that world, I do think there's a huge place for quick game. I think if you're a team that you're gonna run the ball 85% of the time, you know, probably you need to pick one or the other, would be my suggestion.
2: Yeah, I think you know, Daniel could probably speak to some of this too. In, in our in our league, um, the defensive coordinators, I mean, they're doing stuff you're seeing on Saturdays and Sundays, and then you're gonna see some exotic teams that are working these psycho type fronts and there's five guys across and you have no idea what coverage you're going to see post-snap. Um, there's all kinds of movement action and stuff. So it really makes the RPOs, um, it, can, it can be a challenge on some of those when you're seeing that. And, you know, we run, we're a pro style offense. We do, you know, 12 personnel, 10, 11. I mean, we'll do it all. And and I think it's just, uh, you know, and we're not, I'm, I'm not sold out to like, you know, spread and 10, but I think with the, just the level of, of defensive guys that we face, it's important to have a, a pretty good, good toolbox. And I think, you know, quick game handles some of that against those exotic, exotic types of, of coverages.
0: Absolutely. Um, and we'll jump into our second question. I don't, we don't want to go too long here. How do you, and I realize you sell a system, so it's your system is the answer. Um, so you don't have to give away all the goodies that you're trying to, to sell to folks, but how do you teach your quarterback? So what is kind of those base concepts or um like you get a raw guy, maybe it's a freshman, and you're just trying to get him ready. Cause I assume your junior guy is probably pretty good already. Um So just what is it you're doing to teach that quarterback to read the field? You talked about deleting aside side, a few of those things. Yeah. So how do you really help them multiply that passing game?
2: Yeah, there's, you know, that's a, that's a lot to unpack there, I think you know, just to keep it thirty thousand foot level um when we got our young kids coming in, our freshmen and even sophomores um and and even for my veterans that are coming back, we always have a quarterback school that starts in January, we meet two times a week um and that'll go all the way till spring ball and so um the curriculum's pretty tight and and so we've been doing it quite a number of years, but I always start back and we, the first month and a half is just spent solely on. Uh, recognizing defenses, you know, fronts, coverages, blitzes, understanding and and becoming an expert at reading defenses, and I think you got to teach it from like a defensive coordinator perspective. So we're teaching it like they're the you know safety, like they were secondary, you know, corner. Um, after that, we kind of switch in more of the quarterback uh, mindset, and and I think the the next thing you need to teach them is is understanding. Um, basically the non negotiables of football it's it's space time and talent, and so they've got to understand how to process open space, and really that's where we get into anticipation, so we get into you know deeper layers uh you know obviously we're teaching coverage and weakness, so obviously cover three of the weaknesses the seams, cover four, It's and flats, two middle, and whole. I mean we're teaching those basic things, but then we got to go a layer deeper to how do we you know process uh, the anticipation of those openings. Cause just cause you're seeing cover two and you got to dig around the middle doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be open. I mean, there's other factors that be in play, you know, linebackers can ball, you can have Tampa too. And so we're teaching uh, a language of open and, and I've written a book on it called capology that goes, it, it basically, it puts a language to a different, uh, hip angles, um, cushion levels, collision. I mean, there's like, we're trying to identify a deeper layer of non-negotiables, of what they're able to see, and then with the development of the VR that we use, um, we're able to code those things in the headset, and give them a lot of reps in the off season, on how to basically subconsciously accelerate their their anticipation of open space. I mean, they got to know what it, we call it capped a capped route is versus an uncapped route, and, and it's this space, and we got to predict that before it happens. So we spend a lot of time in that. The next thing is is the footwork element, the time. I mean, it's space time and and then the talent or the three three things you've got to be able to teach. So they got to understand their footwork, their drop, is their clock. And they've got to understand how to match their drops with route breaks and their eyes with route breaks and really match their footwork with the title, style of concept you're calling. I mean, if you're if you're working a shot post, a read post and then a deep 20 yard overdrag um they've got to understand well that's a that that requires seven step drop timing i mean i i've got to uh, i got to provide enough time for these routes to develop and so i think that's the beauty of our fours it establishes um routes and breaks them down into families and they're able to see you know how certain routes have i mean routes have dna uh routes have properties within them just like we have dna in our bodies that you know make our hair you know a certain color eyes are a certain color whatever um Routes have certain space and time requirements that allow them to be open in a specific point in time, and when you can understand the family that those fit in, um, and the types of footwork that time up with those, it's you can look at any playbook, uh, NFL playbook all the way down, and you can be able to basically connect when you should be looking at what route based on the DNA of that route. So. They don't have to memorize progressions anymore. They can know what the prog- base, best progression should be based on when the route's breaking open. And so that's the, really the impetus for R4 is it's, 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 there's rhythm families of routes, there's read routes, and there's rush routes, and then there's the release element. And uh, there's a progression to everything in football, and uh, you have to teach within a progression of, of how those non-negotiables happen. What, no matter if you're talking run game, there's a rhythm element in, of run blocks and there's run blocks that have that are rhythm based. There's, there's read run blocks. There's, there's rush run blocks and run blocks have parts of those have properties and you can't work around those. I mean, there's, <laughs> you pull a guard or, or a tackle and you run a GT counter. I mean, we classify those as read blocks. Those take a certain point, a certain amount of time to develop. So you can't work around that. So again, um, a lot of stuff to unpack there, but I think you gotta, you got to make sure your quarterback knows defenses, knows the weaknesses of those, and then you got to go a layer deeper on how to teach anticipation, and then you've got to teach them, okay, how does my footwork you know, match up with routes and route breaks, and then you got to go out and practice it and put it all together. So a lot of our time in the offseason is spent on those three things, and then a lot of classroom, uh, and then we get on the field when it warms up and try to put it all together. So the, listen to anybody talk at a PhD
0: level about routes is just that makes every real football guy smile. So I, I appreciate that you have put the time and energy into you created that language, right? You talked about making it a language and speaking that language. And that's amazing. Um, real quick before Kenny puts it, people are going to be asking what all those words mean and what are those routes? What's the book that I can go find all of that in? Yeah. So
2: um, it's, it's a book called Headset to Helmet. That was the first book that we released and it really gives you the framework for the R4 system and if you understand that framework, you can apply it to basically everything in football. And uh, that's where we get into the families of routes and the footwork and how to time it all together. We just um, revamped that book. That book's been out of print for seven years, and it's being released in two weeks. Uh, to the cover and re-formatted uh, the book, so excited to get that out. So that's Headset to Helmet. Awesome.
0: I've, I've heard those words, and I don't even remember what they all mean, so I'm I- – Actually, I think it's in the cart. If I didn't actually buy it earlier, I'm not I'll sure go, because go, go, go. I saw your Twitter yeah. that you were re-releasing it. But it will go on the shelf because, uh, as a non-quarterback ever in my entire life, um, you know it's it's nice to be able to have somebody that can tell you the right way to teach a quarterback. So I appreciate uh, Kenny. You're, I know you were about to uh, yeah, message. Yeah, it's hard to, hard
1: to follow coach. He's very very good at what he does. And because I have that book, I mean, that's, we don't run everything that Dub does, but I think that the way he has. Trained quarterbacks is, is consistently good. And so you look at different things he mentioned. I'm just going to kind of highlight what he said and what we agree with. A common language. You know, whatever your language is, I think you need to come up with it. If you don't feel qualified to do that, go buy Dub's book. He's already done it for you. You know, it's, it's good stuff. But I think you need to have a language when you speak to your quarterback. He knows what you're saying. You know, I think a lot of times we talk to quarterbacks about cover two, cover four, cover whatever it might be. And if we haven't taught them all of that, they don't know what that means. And then we get mad at them for not really understanding why that wasn't open. Um, And so I think you got to create a common language first. Second thing, Coach kind of hit on it, and every offense probably has their own. We have, like, golden Mm -hmm. rules of playing quarterback. These are kind of the things we want to make sure, you know, our offense we do. You know, Coach mentioned a few of those. Depending on what you run, you know, guys, you may be in here doing triple option. I think his stuff still applies. You know, probably the golden rule is a triple option or don't turn the ball over, learn how to make the reads. And so there are certain rules you want your quarterback to kind of understand on, you know, not to take a sack on fourth down, you know, not to put the ball in risk on first down. You know, there are certain kind of inevitable truths that you might need to come up with to teach him. because while I've got the playoff game going on over here on the side and I'm sure coach does, your kid does not. So you need to make sure that they're learning whatever your golden must-have rules are. My kids are all three-sport kids. We tend to pick our best athlete at quarterback, so I don't get them in January. I usually get them sometime in April, so I can't do as much as Dub can do. But we can still do some things, and he mentioned this. Uh, He's got a VR system out with reps. Um, We just put one out as well. I think that's the new way of teaching quarterbacks. I can take a kid in the middle of basketball season, Throw a VR on him. He can go through a lot of our reads, go through our progressions. I know we've got that in the gun tee available over at reps. I know I know Dub has one as well. There's a lot of good ones out there. You could obviously do your own one as well. For us, training the quarterback's a little different than him because again, we, we're going to run the ball seventy-five to eighty percent of the time, and so our passing game needs to – and our quarterback's involved a lot with that, with the RPO game, with shifts, trades, all that kind of stuff. So he's got to be involved in all of that stuff. So for us, we try to really focus on who are conflict players and who do I, where do I want his eyes going on whatever play it might be, okay? Uh, if we were going to be more exotic in the passing game, we'd have to probably go a lot more in-depth than that. But I know that stuff. Can I get my quarterback's eyes in the correct place? And then we spend a lot of time talking about what type of ball are we expecting on this? And Coach does that when he talks about capped or uncapped. Uh, I think I've got this right, so Coach, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but basically, A capped defender you're not going to get over top of and uncapped their space to throw the deep ball. Uh, And I know there's probably a lot more to it, but when we talk to our quarterbacks, that's kind of what we're looking at. What kind of ball are we throwing here? Are we getting – we get a lot of – man? we get more man because we run – you're going to come in a box to stop us from running buck sweep. So we see more man probably than a lot of other teams do. So what kind of ball does that need to look like on a post? Well, that's that's a zero ball. There's zero help in the middle of the ball give it some air, let him go get it versus we're going to run the flood route. And we're going to try to hit this 15 back to 14 yard out. That ball needs to come out this direction. And so I'm sure that'll translate back to footwork and all of that kind of stuff. So to me, those are the things I got out of coach's books and a lot of what he's taught and really what he talked about tonight, create a common language, have common rules, have whatever your training ability is going to be with that kid. Uh, Whether that's, I think VR is the new way I really, I'm kind of jumping aboard that train because I think it's a very safe, healthy way to train in the mind of kids. They like it anyway. So it's kind of like a game for them, and that's how they learn. And then I think it's figuring out what your playbook looks like. You know, is that going to be we're going to read capped and uncapped? We're going to read space. We're going to read coverages. We're going to give you some options. Or are you going to run a more simplified offense? Nothing wrong with that. We you're going to read a defensive player on each of these plays. So I think making those choices, whatever offense you run – you got to be able to speak to your quarterback and make sure that what you're trying to convey is coming across to them.
0: That's awesome. And it's good to see two different systems that are both very successful. Obviously union football has been great. Um, you know, super successful here in Northeast Oklahoma, well in the state of Oklahoma uh, and, and coach Southside over there is doing it with the gun team, you know, had their best season ever th- this year. So um, y- you can be great at either one, right? And you can, I like the major and minor, right? You can major in in either one of these philosophies and you can, you can go in and make an NFL caliber quarterback, or you can go in and make, I mean, uh, you know, we're watching some NFL games today and we watched, uh, you know, Baltimore Ravens have an NFL quarterback, but he feels to me like something Kenny Simpson would produce, right? He's just, he's able to to pull the ball and run and and it, it feels, I don't know, just different. So it's different style, but, um, it's good to see that you can be successful with either one of those we'll jump here into the last question um, how are you teaching route adjustments and and obviously we know you know there's different skill levels of quarterbacks who can do it the coach can do it but um, when you progress through your season you talked about you know kind of your routes can get different so coach Maddox how are you how are you putting those in
2: so I mean route adjustments for us i mean I'm I'm very uh, cautious of giving my guys freedom to adjust routes post snap. That's something they better earn the right. And really, it takes you know several years for a quarterback and receiver to develop that relationship to to see and understand space the same way. Um, I think it's valuable, obviously, if you get that. And I've had that before. I, I think our, the R4 language can help uh, accelerate the ability to understand um, route conversions. I don't like. Post snap route conversions where you give the guy the ability to run a route in a different direction. Like, let's say you know, you got a corner called and post snap, the safety's over and outside. And okay, we're gonna let you break it on a post. I mean, we're not gonna try to do that, Uh, but I think like you got a corner called and safety's over and outside, you can snap that corner flatter. You know, I think, you know, there are certain routes will allow them to, you know, break it more horizontally as opposed to vertically. And the same for like a post. I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll throw that post and that corner might be playing divider technique. Or if he's run the post from a slot position, the safety's over and inside. Uh, you can snap that prospect flatter. and It turns into more like a speed dig. You know, I think, you know, you can teach your kids. And I've had a lot of success over the years to teaching kids. The ability to adjust, you know, more vertical break, more flatter to win route side space back. But you got to be sure you're throwing on time, throwing on rhythm, what we call it. So um, that's some things we'll get into with corners and post. We'll, we'll allow them to adjust those route breaks more horizontally versus, you know, certain cap type positions. And then, you know, most of my other route breaks are given pre-snap with hand signals. You know, and so we're, we're, we're heavy into that. Um, and then you know if I got a really good quarterback that's that's seasoned in it, you know I, I leave it on him to do it, but I kind of drive that um, from the sideline um, with him. So yeah, I think that's the two ways. You know you can you can you can manipulate it pre snap with signals and whatnot based on certain things you're seeing, and then I think um, you can take it at a deeper level and get some post snap break, but it's more on those you know certain types of routes. Um, you know you might allow your quarterback to that's running the same – if that safety you know, quarter safety over the top, he can settle it to more of a curl or settle down in the hole type deal. So I think um, I love it. Um, you just got to make sure you have two guys that are really on the same page with that. I think the R4 process and language really helps of getting both guys unified and seeing and perceiving space the same. In the frames of reference we use to, to um, communicate when he should break a route or how he should break it. But really, that's the two main the main things we'll look at with route adjustments.
1: Yeah, good stuff, Coach. I, you, know, I, you being a quarterback guy, I kind of thought that might be your answer. I, th- I know you coach them all, but I think live with a quarterback and y'all are so quarterback. You do such a good job with the quarterbacks, I'd be hesitant in letting them make a lot of route adjustments too. You put a lot of time and you're killing routes by what he sees. Um, we do a couple of different things, Daniel, in that world. So We do some tags. Uh, which is what coach kind of mentioned there. That's not really a route adjustment, but that's something where we, uh, we don't let the kid decide that that's not something he would decide, uh, but we can signal in and adjust off a certain route. And then we have specific routes that we do give them a little bit of freedom. So we have a route that's called a vertical release or VR, uh, which we run a lot in our choice game where we're going to try to blow by a guy. And if we're, if we can, we just tell our guy, if we can touch him, then keep running. Because it's, it's a go route if you can't touch him then we're going to give you the option there to settle it you know and so that's one route that we give a little bit of freedom on it uh, i'm with coach i don't like to give a ton more we give a few on curls if we're curling into a zone where or that's more of a route adjust i'd almost think where i can curl into a window and i know i can continue that if there's not a space there or i can work back to space but i'm facing the quarterback that's typically not a ball that's thrown super early anyway and so I can kind of work to space on that. And then we're probably similar to what Coach mentioned there. We have certain routes that will give them a little bit of freedom. Um, so like we run what we call win routes. If we get zero coverage or you know, we're working on a safety, whatever that might be, where his only job is to beat the defender inside because we're, there's nobody deep. We're uncapped. You know, we're trying to throw that kind of home run ball. So that route can look different. Basically, we've got to stack the guy to get inside of him. You know, then we're going to work, try to work to space. And then we have corner routes, probably similar. That's probably why we suck at them because I don't teach it real well. I need Dub to come teach my guys. But we try to teach our guys we're running a corner route. And, you know, when you break to go, if the safety is over top of you, you can kind of bend it flatter, more like a deep out, and put that ball in that spot. Or if I've climbed up on top of that safety, now I'm going to go ahead and take that thing to the back pylon. That's kind of my angle. And the quarterback will throw me open again we suck at that so if you're taking notes that might not be one that you want to go with but i am a big fan of like on any vertical route if you are uncovered kind of given options of of what's there and what's not there
0: that's awesome um you know i have zeroed input on any of these because i am not i'm a defensive guy so i'm i'm stealing everything i can from you guys right now <laughs> That's that's the beauty of doing podcasts, right? Is I get to talk to all the offensive minds, but I don't really have a lot of those right now. So, um, well, we'll uh go ahead and close out. And, you know, I know we've we probably haven't quite hit an hour yet, but the football game's on. You know, it's it's a uh, playoff Sunday, so uh, I'm not coach Simpson. do not you tell us what our uh, well, lesson is today? You have no
1: secrets. I'm not telling you what's going on, but the play of the year just happened. So make sure you okay. watch after you put your kid in. Nope.
0: Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Oh no!
1: Don't tell him, Daniel. He didn't want to know.
0: All right, it's a good one. All right, looking forward. Uh, coach Simpson, why don't you tell us what not to do as a coach? Oh yeah,
1: I forgot I had this one on here. And this is my opinion. I think there are guys that can do certain things, but I think a lot of times as a coach, uh, we we have we think that more is better. You know, we think that more is better as far as having 17 different concepts, and we've got 15 dropbacks, and we have this and that and whatever else it is. I think really good offensive coordinators, and Coach even kind of mentioned, you might start with a lot, but I think you try to find what fits your kids and then run those as your bread-and-butter concepts and just have slight tags off of it. You know, I think as you watch, you know, right now if you're watching NFL or you're watching all these different things, uh, really even watching the best teams that are still playing football, they have a not a, just a ton of concepts – but they run them out of a thousand motions and a hundred formations with a couple different route adjusts, but boot is boot. Whether you call it waggle or you call it boot, it's been around for a thousand years. So don't think you've got to reinvent the wheel there. Just try to work on what are some things we can do to match our personnel.
0: Absolutely. Well, awesome guys. Well, uh, coach Maddox, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, I, I love anytime I can talk to the top guys in the area and, and, and the more I get to podcast, it seems like the more of you guys are coming out of the woodwork to come let us pick your brain. So thank you so very much. Um, one last time, if you'll pitch your, your book series to us. Uh, I know you said you redid the headsets to helmet. What other ones are in that series that guys should go out and get?
2: Yeah, there's three other ones. We've got adapter die, Die, What is Open, and Capology um, in terms of book materials. And then we've got online courses and then VR training um, modules that we have. That's all on the website, r4footballsystem.com. Are you still doing the
0: clinics at all? Anything locally, camps yeah. or clinics?
2: Yeah, um, we'll have an R4 camp uh, at Union High School the first weekend in June and get all that information on the website as well.
0: Perfect. Appreciate that. Uh, Coach Simpson, I, I know you've got some stuff coming out, right? So what's your, uh, your most recent releases that guys need to go look for? Yeah, we've
1: got a bunch of stuff going out. We've got to get Dub in the Offensive Coordinator Academy. That's going strong now. There's about 600 guys now that have gone through that and we're continuing to add content. So offensivecoordinatoracademy.com, get a defense. We have the Head Coach Academy uh, that's brand new. Excited about that one. Um, and so if you're listening to this, it's been out of probably about a month. Uh, really, really good stuff. We brought in a lot of really good coaches in that. Excited about that. Of course, you can buy my hat that has the whistle on it. I've got, I'm have got. i down to about half a garage full, so we're kind of slowly moving that. That's uh, coachescap.com.
0: I want to mention real quick again, athletic speed and movements. Uh, you know, on website where you can go and get Del Basquet. Guy's been doing it for forty-five years, every level, NFL, D1 colleges. Uh, I, I, when I do my head coaching thing, I put all of his schools in there, and it's like it just fills up a whole sheet. He's been so many places and, and done so much good for kids. So if you need to help any of your guys get faster, O line, receivers, quarterback, whatever it is. Uh, and it isn't linear speed. I'm talking football speed, cuts between the tackle, um, all the things where we say, you know, that guy doesn't have football speed. He's just fast on a track. Well, you can change that uh, for your kids over at athleticspeedmovement.com. Sweet, guys. Social media. Coach uh, Maddox, where can we find you on social media, man, if we want to reach out and ask a question?
2: Yeah, um, Twitter's probably the best. X uh, at Coach Doug Maddox is my handle, and uh, that would be the best place to give me a shout, or if you need anything, hit me up there.
0: Awesome. And I'm at Coach Chambo OK on Twitter, and uh, you can email me at chamberlainfootballconsulting at gmail.com. Kenny, where can we find you at, sir? Uh,
1: all things FB Coach Simpson. So at FB Coach Simpson on Twitter and FB Coach if you want to get a book or anything else that's on there
0: awesome the podcast is on twitter slash X at coaching 101 pod we want to thank you for being a listener to the coaching 101 podcast we'll hope you join us next week as we continue to make the complex more simple please consider subscribing to the show so you always know when the new episodes come out we'll leave you with this it's hard to beat someone who never gives up no matter the situation find a way <laughs>